You're listening to the Baby Dust Fertility Podcast, and I'm your host, Hannah Bowers. Now, on to the show. Welcome back to the Baby Dust Fertility Podcast. I hope that you've just had a really great start to the week. This week has been a big deal here at Baby Dust. At the time of this recording, we just wrapped up a cohort of the Confident Conception Club, which just was fantastic time of learning about hormones and our bodies and all sorts of trying to conceive basics. But today I am sitting down with Tracy Sheedy. You might remember early on in the podcast, we had Dr. Rose of Terrain Health on discussing gut health. And this is actually a partner of hers who is also just so knowledgeable when it comes to fertility and all things women's health. So welcome. And thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. Thanks for having us. So you were telling me a little bit before we hit the record button that you have been in this field for a long time. Would you mind just sharing a quick overview of your journey into women's health and how you arrived here? Sure. So, you know, I have um, over 20 years experience in really conventional OBGYN. Um, I always was interested as, you know, from the time I went to school, it was just women's health was a big passion of mine. I just feel that there's not a lot of women taking care of women and you kind of understand women's Mm -hmm. bodies. And so, you know, I've been in a busy, uh, worked in New York City, worked in in Connecticut for the last 15 years working and, you know, seen a whole host of patients from, you know, um, you know, young adolescents that have issues to perimenopausal, menopausal women to, you know, prenatal and antenatal stuff. And I actually had my own issues with some infertility, um, you know, going back a, a while ago, um, where I had an unexplained infertility. And it was something that, you know, I went through a lot of testing and looking into it, and they found nothing that was wrong, and which is very, very frustrating. And that happened mm-hmm. more so than you actually think. And back then, that was about 20 years ago, and I do have three children, and everything worked out to be fine. Um, but we really didn't have an understanding of it. And now we have a better understanding that there really is a gut versus vaginal microbiome, like they mirror each other. And there's this low level of inflammation that really does affect infertility. And infertility is more of a symptom that something is not right in the body versus there being like a, you know, like a a syndrome or a condition. So it's the first thing that the body is going to kind of shut down. So it's a sign, like it's a warning sign that the body is kind of giving you like, look into it a little bit further. Hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I always feel like whenever we bring up this idea that there is a connection between the fertility, uh, fertility and your microbiomes, it's always this like shock factor because nobody in your regular appointment office sits down with you and says, well, we need to evaluate your gut health. So do you mind just breaking down for us how that connects? Uh, it's just, you know, it's so foreign. Well, it's foreign conventionally. Cause I'll be honest with you. Like I, came from that background Mm -hmm. and you are in a factory, unfortunately, right? Mm -hmm. So you have a very small amount of time to see a lot of patients. So you're really booking a patient every 15 minutes and in 15 minutes, how can you really get deep and down to really what's kind of going on? But, you know, there is this correlation because there is this low level, like there's biomarkers that we do that we can prove it. Um, you know, most of the population, about 99% of the population plus, I mean, you can't really say hundred percent, but, you know, has this intestinal permeability and it has to do with the toxins in our soils, the antibiotics that we took as children, you know, something like gluten, 
foods and even food sensitivities that some people don't realize like, oh, I had dairy and I have bloating after it, or I eat, you know, I drink wine, I'm bloating after it, or I have this issues. Those are signs that something isn't right. Like constipation is not okay. <laughs> like having colitis mm -hmm. or having diarrhea is not okay. And so, you know, with lots of research and having that connection, you know, we just are trying to really make people more aware of it, that that causes this low level of inflammation that then causes the body to have a hostile environment, right? So they're, you know, sometimes low periods or no periods or skipping periods or lipid metabolism issues, um, insulin resistance. I mean, there's all this stuff that we've found that are a direct correlation to really the gut health and gut inflammation. And if you don't address that, like you, it's like kind of counterintuitive, like you can't kind of fix it. It's like having a leak and bailing it all out, but not shutting off the water main break, right? You know, that, mm -hmm. that would be the mm -hmm. first thing to do. So you can't clear up inflammation if that doesn't happen. So you have lots of women that have had like either chronic urinary tract infections, chronic vaginal infections, um, even endometriosis has been linked to it. It's all an inflammatory process and it's not a natural state. Hmm. I yeah. think OBGYNs are not really discussing that with women. They're just saying, well, it's unfortunate that you have that. And that's, you know, what, what, what can we do? Like some symptom management pretty much. Um, hmm. So there, you know, with, with this, we have a, there's a correlation between the two. And if you restore the gut, you're restoring their fertility and patients tend to feel better. So there's lots of symptoms, like, like I said, chronic fatigue, headache, you know, abdominal pain, um, constipation, menstrual irregularities, um, weight gain, acne. I mean, they're all really linked to, to the gut, the gut health. Hmm. I feel like I, you know, for me, that makes a lot of sense. You know, I've spent much of the last decade diving into gut health. And so when you say that it's all like, of course, of course, there is a connection there. Everything has to start in the gut. Um, but and when you but, start yeah. mentioning it to that to patients, it's like the aha moment goes mm -hmm. off. You're like, well, you're right. I never really kind of put those two together or I really didn't see that. And, um, you know, so when you restore the gut, you're actually making them not only feel better, but then you're restoring their fertility. So it's not even just about like giving a probiotic or whatever. It's like you're healing, but you're restoring as well. Like you're mm -hmm. actually healing the intestinal, the lining of the intestines. Mm -hmm. So, so you talked about intestinal permeability. Do you mind breaking down, breaking down that a little bit more? Well, it's like the, the intestines are all supposed to be like a steel wall. Like nothing is supposed to, you don't really want what's inside the, like the bacteria and the toxins from the bacteria that they produce outside of the, the gut wall. And so something has broken it down and it's, it's weakened that lining and it's stuff like we talked about, um, you know, toxins in our soils, like our soils are not that we don't, are not very nutrient dense. You have the, you know, the, this, the roundup, the glycophosphates, um, you have antibiotic stuff, all this stuff weakens that wall. So it allows inflammation or the byproducts of that bacteria when there's a dysbiosis or an imbalance to leak out. And I was, I always say is like, you know, look at your female anatomy, like you have your rectum, your vagina sits on top of it, the uterus, the bladder, and that stuff can ebb and flow that inflammation, that toxins go back and forth. And that's not supposed to happen. You're supposed to just, everything is in the gut supposed to stay in the gut. You don't want it out to be the gut. And so that causes that low level of inflammation and therefore in turn can cause this unexplained infertility. Mm. That makes a lot of sense. Hey friends, are you tired of taking your temperature every single morning? Well, I want to introduce you to the temp drop. 
The TempDrop is a wearable fertility monitor that automatically takes your basal body temperature. It's compatible with polycystic ovarian syndrome and can even be used postpartum, making this an extremely versatile device to have on hand. What's great about this monitor is that it will automatically sync with your cell phone app, making it simple to take your temperature and track it. Now you can save on the TempDrop if you head over to tempdrop.com and use the code BLISSBERRYWELLNESS. Obviously, treating the gut sounds like it has to be a first-line option when it comes to restoring fertility. Um, uh, one of the big things I really am passionate about is just briefly taking a segue to talk about how this benefits mm-hmm. beyond fertility. So is this something that, you know, you restore it, you, you get pregnant, and then it, that's that? Or is, is there more of a long-lasting well, positive? Some, yeah, there is. I mean, there's a lot of positives. The women that we work with, I mean, there's there's two arms there, right? There are some women that you're working with that don't want to get pregnant, but mm-hmm. they have a long history of gut issues. And they, it's the same kind of the same process, right? And then you have some women that, you know, they've been trying to get pregnant, don't feel well. I mean, there's some stuff that you find that there's a yeast overgrowth, overgrowth, there's too much of one bacteria and there's not enough of the keystone bacteria. So you're restoring that health plus, you know, healing the gut, you know, as well. Um, so there's always a process that I always tell patients is like, we're, you know, we're, we're restoring it, but there's also a maintenance to it. So there's mm-hmm. always food is first. So there's certain foods and stuff like that, that actually you have to eliminate depending upon like what you find. Like we do do a testing, right? So there's mm-hmm. a testing that's involved in it. So we're knowing what that dysbiosis or that imbalance is. So you always want to feed your gut, the good foods, right. Mm-hmm. That's going to kind of in, in, um, increase the good bacteria and not the bad bacteria, um, and then, you know, also when there's gut problems, there's, there, there's lipid metabolism issues, right? So sometimes you have your low density lipids, which are the bad fats can be elevated because they're what we call as immune modulators. Mm-hmm. So they go up when there's inflammation. So sometimes mm-hmm. there's markers that we see. So some of these patients have m- metabolic issues like insulin resistance or polycystic ovaries, um, because it's just, there's a hormonal imbalance that's there. Um, so you're restoring it, but you always want to kind of not go, you don't want to go back to eating Burger King and McDonald's <laughs> and all the stuff that's going to destroy it. But I mean, 80, 20, right. You're not talking about everybody has to be perfect, but there's foods that we do eliminate. And then there is a maintenance to it, right? So you always want to be in a good probiotic and some stuff to kind of restore it. But, um, because we're still, we're still, unfortunately, um, exposed to still those toxins that are there, right? So you're restoring it, but then there's a part that you want to kind of maintain as well. Mm, that's a good reminder. I think a lot of times we get through whatever the treatment is and we think, okay, I've done it. I'm good. I don't need to like revisit that. But, but at the same time, there, there is a very real aspect of we have to maintain the health of our bodies. We can't just revert back to those habits that we had before and expect that it's going to continue functionally. And it's, that's part of, you know, a lot of the education that we're doing Mm -hmm. with the patients too, is just saying like, you know, you can't go back, you know, you've had these all this time and you can't go backwards. Mm -hmm. And even too, I mean, sometimes, you know, it doesn't, it's a marathon, not a race. So some people get very frustrated, like, well, I don't Mm -hmm. feel that much better. It's only been two months, but when you're looking at the long-term effect of it, you know, sometimes they need a little bit longer. So it's, it's a lot of it is being consistent, supporting that patient. 
um, and, you know, making sure that they understand that, that we can't revert back. I mean, we, we always have to come up with a balance, right? This is mm-hmm. what life is about balancing and managing right. everything. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it seems, you know, I think in and of itself, what you said about support piece is just so critical. I think that's one of the things that we hear about in our community all the time is like, I, I have questions. I don't know what's next. That support is just it's like, it's so needed and craved, especially when journeying through something like uh, fertility struggles. But one of the things that I wanted to highlight that you said is that you mentioned that sometimes it can take a little while to restore. Um, a well, lot of pro- times, yeah, the program that we we use is a 75 day restoration program. So it, it, it there's a separate couple of tests, like, you know, so you do a blood test that does check some biomarkers There's certain inflammatory biomarkers that we see that are elevated. Mm-hmm. And we know that, you know, there's profiles that they take that blood test. And there is also a vaginal swab. So like those two together come together, gives us our really the patient's results. So there's 64 different phenotypes that they can have, right? So certain mm, yeah. deficiencies of some vitamin deficiencies, sometimes it's a B or a D deficiency, or like I said, a lipid metabolism mm. issues. So everybody is different. It's more personalized. It's, it's mm. more like, what, like what, what is yours versus what is mine? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you're kind of restoring it to that part of it. So really from the start of when you get the results and you do like a result review, and then you start at day one, it's diet, it's, it's some of the supplementations, but it's a 75 day restoration period in that time frame. So there's things that you're doing to kind of heal the gut and restoring mm-hmm. those deficiencies. And you know, in the grand scheme of things, 75 days is not that long. That goes it's by not, really fast. Also, it goes by fast. And a lot of times, I mean, as patients are also trying infertility can be very stressful, right? Mm-hmm. It's a very stressful time. Stress also works against you. I always say that to many of my patients, like you got to mm-hmm. take a breather. I know it's hard. I've been there. I understand the empathy part of it. But then I also say that in the 75 day restoration, you're not going to be trying to get pregnant during this time because we're actually trying to bring your inflammation down mm-hmm. and heal you, right? So you need some degree of inflammation for implantation to take effect. So we're bringing you very, very low. So we ask patients not to try to conceive during this restoration period because we're trying to get you healthy, right? And, mm-hmm. and re- reverse what's kind of has been there, that inflammation. Mm-hmm. But I also take it as a time where, you know, 700 days is not a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Like it's a break. It's a break from trying because sometimes mm-hmm. trying is extremely Absolutely. stressful, stressful mm-hmm. on a relationship, stressful on a, on a marriage, um, on, on even individually, because, mm-hmm. you know, like you get disappointed when, you know, you get your cycle and stuff like that. So I always kind of pose it as that. It's like, it, some days you're like, oh my God, 75 days. I've been waiting for so long. And I get it. It, it to me and you, maybe 75 days doesn't sound like so long, but someone who's been trying to get pregnant mm-hmm. for five years, three mm-hmm. years, seven years, it's like another time that they kind of like, well, I'm wasting time. And so I try to kind of pose it that it's not a waste of time. Mm-hmm. You know, you're getting healthy you're fixing the problem. And then it's also taking that stress that off the table a little bit and allowing your partner and yourself to kind of not think about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's giving that permission to take that pause that sometimes I don't think yeah. we, we have a hard time giving ourselves because a lot of women yeah. do. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of it because you do feel like the clock is ticking mm-hmm. and you do feel like that every month is, is a wasted mm-hmm. month that you're not pregnant. Right. And so they're like, well, you want me to wait 75 days, but I've been trying for this time and that and whatever, but it's, it's really to make you better, to make you healthier, a healthier pregnancy. I mean, there's studies that even shown, like when we give a good probiotic, certain probiotics, when you're pregnant, 
that it even, you know, reduces colic in babies and mm -hmm. eczema and allergies and food allergies and stuff. So it's really kind of, it's a one big circle, right? Of, of mm -hmm. we're trying to get you, mom healthy so that you can get pregnant, but then have a healthier pregnancy, you know, in turn. Mm, absolutely. So if someone's listening to this, they're really intrigued by what you have to offer. How can they reach out to learn more? Well, we have terrain, we're at terrain health and you can always visit our website. It's terrainhealth.org. Um, and then we also have our office. I mean, Lisa Dundon is our clinical coordinator who really is very, a big wealth of knowledge. So you can always call our office um, and ask for her. And she does a whole um, explanation of, of uh, the program. And, um, you know, there's also even information on the website about like what it's about, you know, and how it, you know, like what it entails and some information that's there. Um, and the patients that I'm working with, I mean, they not only are successfully getting pregnant, but they're also feeling better, right? Mm -hmm. They didn't realize how horrible they have felt for the longest time mm -hmm. versus, you know, once they've restored and healed, that there's foods that they couldn't eat that they're eating again you know, or the fact that they can actually have a bowel movement without having to take a ton of different stuff, you know, or they don't have that bloating. So um, that's also like, I find very rewarding is that they not only, yes, the pregnancy aspect is what you want, but they're actually just feeling better. Hmm. That's really awesome. And really life-changing too. I mean, it is. You, and that's you don't exactly realize until you're there. Mm -hmm. yeah, I've heard from patients. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, Tracy, thank you for taking the time to be here. I know you kind of got thrown into this interview last minute, but I've really, I've enjoyed really prepared, but hopefully I did. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it was great. So thank you for taking the time to uh, speak with us. And I appreciate you sharing your knowledge and thank you for having us. Mm, absolutely. Nice well, that, well, that wraps up today's episode of the baby dust fertility podcast. You can find more information in the show notes where we will include all the links where you can, you can check out more about terrain health and everything that they offer. But with that, we're going to sign off for today. Keep an eye out. We'll have another episode out soon. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we'll give you a shout out in an upcoming episode.